0: Welcome to No Ordinary, ordinary women. women, the podcast where two ordinary broads talk about extraordinary women, the good, the bad, and, and the, the bad bad shit crazy. Hey, Rose. Hey, Linny. How are you? Oh, I'm fantastic. If you hear me snoring, it's because I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Well great. I hope your story's It'll interesting. Be a great podcast. I'm gonna be very I very tired. I
1: sound a little hoarse because I have a little cold. What did you put in
0: your throat? A horse. A horse. I swallowed okay. a horse. Okay. <laughs> I um we had our holiday we don't know. Our winter party. We don't we oh, don't call it a holiday or anything. Party, we just yeah. call it our winter party. Which used to be like super fancy at a higher end hotel in town and like amazing prizes and like open bar and cocktails and endless desserts and food and everything you could imagine. And this year, it was at the office from 12 to 3. <laughs> 12 to 3. They had good prizes. They did have good prizes. The prizes were not as good as they usually are, but there were more of them, I think. Because, like, at the other party, you know, typically the the big prize at the other party was, like, airline ticket anywhere in the U.S. Oh, really? U.S. yeah. Oh, wow. The big prize for this one was, like, a KitchenAid or, like, a pizza oven. Which was way like, better than where I work. Yeah. So, the, I mean, the prizes were still good. I'm not complaining. Yeah. I'm complaining because I didn't win. <laughs> I'm just not sure that they were picking the right tickets. So anyway, um, but it was fun. It was definitely fun. I had like, I don't know, two or three glasses of wine over the couple hours and drank like three bottles of water. But now I just feel like so sleepy. I hate that
1: feeling. I just want to go to sleep. That's why I don't day drink.
0: But um, You should have known we were recording. You shouldn't have been day drinking. I know. But I'm not, what am I going to do? Drink Perrier when there's wine? I don't think so. So um, I took a picture, and I'm gonna post it, of the amazing cocktail glasses we're drinking out of. Cheers, Rose. Cheers. These are, so today I made lemon drop martinis. Yummy. With With, a lot of vodka. With Tito's. And um, the glasses, as you'll see on our Instagram, are a gift from John, my guy. Um, He has a friend who's an artist, and he painted our logo on these wine glasses and then fired them so they're like permanent drinkable yeah like yeah they're safe to drink it well the paint is on the outside And he said they're fired so you can, like, do anything with them. I mean, I would never put them in the dishwasher, but um, not that I have one. (laughs) But they're so pretty. Um, So you guys look at our Instagram for the pictures. I think
1: he even put Penelope on there. This Penelope Wendy,
0: oh, she was such a little girl today. She came to the party with me and everyone's like, oh, my God. I'm like, oh, no, she's perfect. What can I say? She looks like a little bat. How's your week (laughs) been? She looks
1: like a bat. Yep. It's been super long. I feel Mm. like I'm taking the week, not next week off, but the week after that. Uh Uh-huh. And I feel like the anticipation for that is making every week or every day seem super long.
0: I I feel like it's been, I feel like this week has been dragging on as well. Really? I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm like, is it over yet? I just want to sleep in. I'm ready for Saturday. I'm ready to sleep late.
1: I don't get to sleep late, but.
0: Yeah, I love my sleeping in girl.
1: We went to um, Gettysburg last weekend. We took the kids up to Gettysburg with my aunt to, um. They had a little Christmas festival.
0: I know. You told me about that and then sure as shit that showed up on my Facebook. I know. It's so creepy. It might have been because I
1: liked that page.
0: I know, but I'm not you. I know, but maybe you're my friend. showed up on my page. The Gettysburg Christmas. I opened my Facebook and I'm like, okay, this is why I hate Facebook. I know. That's I hate it. Well, your whole phone is listening to you. I'm like, God. And I was really disappointed that all the photos they had, none of them were of you. Can you stop interrupting me?
1: I'm trying to talk over here, okay? <laughs> hey, bitch. <coughs> <Itch. laughs> so, oh, no, you're not going to talk? <laughs>
0: I'm just going to let you talk. This not is not just going to be my podcast now I'm just going to nod. I'm going to nod.
1: <laughs> I have to videotape you. <laughs> no, the festival is very fun. But we were only there for, like, less than 24 hours, so my aunt already rented the same. She rented a little house in the square, the like where the festival is, and it's like a little um, old Civil War house. Mm-hmm. And the ceilings. Did I send you the picture of Joseph?
0: Can I say yes?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can. You can talk now.
0: <laughs> yes, you did. His head's like touching the ceiling. That's and so funny. And the stairs
1: are like super narrow and deep. Yeah, it was. It was pretty cool, but. Um, yeah, we stayed there less than twenty four hours, so it was fun—a little Christmas festival. That's fun. Kids had fun. Did they like it? Did was it? They did. Yeah, all the kids want to go back. My aunt Aww. already rented the house again. Oh, that's sweet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Are they gonna? it's oh, that's so cool. How many bedrooms does it have? It's
1: three bedrooms. So I didn't sleep at all on Saturday night. Oh my god. Charlotte was snoring because she has like a little cold. So she's snoring the whole night, and Lily kept. She didn't take a nap, so she was like, you know how toddlers get, like, overtired? Yeah. And so she kept, like, having bad dreams and crying, and she was like, no, my iPad. No, my
0: books. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Why didn't you and Christina sleep in one room and put all the kids in another? I
1: think we might do that next year. Christina had suggested that, Uh so the boys all slept downstairs on on blow-up mattresses. Uh Uh-huh. Um, And I think next year we might do that because I cannot sleep with those girls. Yeah, that's But her room wasn't like, the room Christina slept in wasn't, there was no door. Like the stairs were right there. Oh. So we'd have to put the girls in the other room, which would be fine. Yeah. But yeah, it was, um, I was very tired the next day.
0: Hmm. Sorry to hear that, Ruth. You should be. It was your fault. It's always my fault. But Duh. So you ready to hear a bit, little bit of information about this really badass woman? She's a badass? She's oh, a good, badass. mine's crazy. She's a badass. Good, she is good. not bad shit crazy. She is badass, yes. Good badass. All right. Go ahead. Tell so me. So I'm going to tell you today about Eileen Niren. You ever heard of her? I thought you were going to say Wuornos. No. <laughs> I was like, you already did her. I already did her. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never heard of her. Eileen Niren. Um, Eileen Mary... Dede Niren was born on March 16, 1921, in London, England, to an English father whose name was John, and her mother was Spanish and named Marie. Um, Eileen was the youngest of four children. In 1923, the family moved to France. The family was still in France in 1940 when Nazi Germany invaded. Her parents and brothers decided to remain in France, but sent Eileen and her sister Jacqueline back to England. The journey was a really tough one. The two sisters, by themselves, followed the well-known path to London via Barcelona, Madrid, Lisbon, Gibraltar, and Gasglow before they finally made it back to London in 1942. So I'm like, I don't know if they traveled for two full years, but... Oh, geez. Yeah, I mean, that's a long time. Yeah. There, once they arrived in London, the sisters were offered jobs with the Women's Auxiliary Auxiliary Air Force, But Eileen turned the offer down and she it doesn't say anything about whether her sister turned it down or her sister accepted. It just kind of doesn't say. So um, due to her fluency in French, she was offered the job with the British intelligence during World War Two. You see how I said that really quick? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. You've gotten so good. I know. One thing
1: you've learned on this podcast. I'm growing up.
0: (laughs) Specifically. Um, She was hired to work in the Special Operations Executive, which is called the SOE, also known as Churchill's Secret Army. So I think it's kind of like the CIA or something like that, right? So women were super unpopular in the SOE. There were only 49 women out of 407 agents. Um, And, you know, we all know at that point, at that time, in this time. Um, where a woman's place was. So the purpose of the SOE was to conduct espionage, sabotage, and rena- re- reconnaissance in countries occupied by Nazi Germany Okay. and other Axis powers. So
1: this is very weird.
0: Why? Because remember I told you that I had like a really good person that I wanted
1: to do, a uh-huh. woman that I wanted to do? She was um, from the Holocaust.
0: Oh, so, yeah. Isn't that weird?
1: So, if I had done her, we would have done the oh same. My God, that
0: was like that one time we did the both something really similar. Oh, that was really sorry. That was me hitting a bag. Sorry. I'm yeah, the one bag. time we did the same person. No, we <laughs> the did first same episode. person. But then we, no, we did another one where we did similar. I can't remember what it was. We but, did, yeah. Um, so, anyway, so the SOE agents allied themselves with resistance groups and supplied them with weapons and equipment that was parachuted in from England. How oh. cool is that? Very spy like. Eileen played a crucial role, role in World War II. Initially, she stayed in Great Britain working as a signals operator who handled messages from undercover agents, decoding secret messages often written in vi- invisible ink. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> Received from agents in the field. How cool is that? that is it's cool. like something totally like you'd see in like spy kids or something. Spy kids. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I just got a text message from Burger King to re- to claim my free war- reward. Oh, what is it? I don't go to Burger King roast. Claim I it, claim it, Lynn. I, they I have don't good and fries. there's some sort of Arabic writing at the end. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't go to Burger King. Excuse me, sir. I don't go to Burger King. <laughs> they have good fries and good whoppers. No, I don't eat there. I know, but I'm telling you, i if get you my got own a free whopper fries every other weekend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're disgusting. <laughs> I don't want to hear about that, but Lynn. Boom,
0: boom, choo, <laughs> Okay. So after she finished, uh, while she was working in England and she was like, that was like her training also, (laughs) a review that was written about her after she finished her training for SOE (laughs) was, I'm quoting this from the review, she's not very intelligent or practical and is lacking in shrewdness and cunning. She has a bad memory, isn't it? Is it? inaccurate and a scatterbrain she seems lean but her work was handicapped by the lack of power to concentrate oh my god is <laughs> that written by a man <laughs> of course <laughs> in character she is very feminine they put in quotes and immature she seems lack uh, she seems to lack all experience of the world and would probably be easily influenced by others she is lively and amusing and has considerable charm and social gifts she talks a lot and is anxious to draw attention to herself but was generally liked by other students. It is doubtful whether this student is suitable for employment in any capacity on account of her lack of experience. <laughs> that, was, that was like her anything. Oh my God. But apparently, somebody liked her because in March of 1944, Eileen was parachuted into occupied France together with her colleague, the com- a commander in the French army known as Jean Savé. Jean. Oh, good job. Jean. This is when she began her employment as a spy. She used the name Mademoiselle Dutorte. (laughs) When Eileen met Jean, 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 I I like tried so hard to pronounce it correctly, but it's like, it's spelled Jean. Jean, yeah. So it's like Jean. Jean savvy upon arrival. He thought she was too young for such dangerous work, but she refused to be sent home. She was like, oh, good for her. Bitch, I'm here. I'm doing it. I'm going to run circles around you stupid boy <laughs> Although she um she had the name Mademoiselle Dutart but she usually referred to her name during her as her code name Rose.
1: Oh yeah.
0: She must be gorgeous. Her code name was
1: Rose and
0: smart. Yeah, well, I don't know about that Rose. I mean, she's <laughs> smart but uh. <laughs> So she and Jean Millette aka Jean Savvy, a commander in the French Army who was also in the SOE, created a network called The Wizard. Eileen, so I found several different things. So one of my sources said that she created The Wizard. And then in another source, it said that he created it. It was very specific about each of them. So it was probably her, but I said they did it together just to cover my, you know, cover my ass. Anyway, so um, Eileen used The Wizard to transmit more than A hundred messages back to England. The messages she sent contained noteworthy information, which gave the Allies the upper hand. Every message she sent was a huge risk to her life. As D-Day approached, Jeanne utilized Wizard to create safe houses for Allied troops and to help finance local resistance movements. The purpose of the wizard, the purpose of the wizard was to seek out and secure funds for the French resistance. Eileen's role was to maintain a wireless network between Paris and London, which allowed potential investors to make sure they were dealing with actual SOE agents and not German moles. This is cool. They would develop a phrase of their own choosing, the investors Eileen would send it to the operatives in London, and when the prospective investors heard their personal message repeated during the broadcast of the BBC's European Service, they could be sure their contacts were authentic. Oh, that's so so Some smart. random fa- phrase, yeah. yeah that cool. I'm like, whoo, that's so spy-like. The German forces <laughs> were becoming increasingly more successful at finding the intelligent networks, intelligence next net. The German forces were becoming increasingly more successful at finding the intelligence networks. Safe houses were in high demand. Eileen had to be clever and stay one step ahead in order to evade detection and to keep her wireless equipment hidden. Coincidentally, Eileen's organizer, Jean Save, returned to Britain on 9 April 1944 on the same aircraft as her sister, Jacqueline. Oh, wow who had spent 15 successful months in the field. Savvy arrived in Britain with an important information about the Nazis' V-1 rockets. So at this point, she didn't know her sister was in the SOE, but he bumped well, into so her weird. sister. Isn't that weird? They're on the same plane. Yeah. Eileen was not aware that Jacqueline was one, and one of her brothers, Francis, had all been has also been recruited by the SOE. That's so weird. Isn't that so weird? Both were sent to Nazi-occupied France, but France... But Francis was soon returned to Great Britain. So I think it might I wonder, well, it says at the beginning that it was because they were fluent in French, yeah um, oh maybe it's that's probably why. why yeah. yeah,
1: but there's only four hundred people in that soE.
0: yeah, and three of them are from the same I family. Know, that's super isn't weird. that crazy? Jacqueline fared better as an SOE SOE agent. For 14 months, she acted as a courier, moving cash, weapons, and ammunition before she, too, was recalled to Great Britain in, in April of 1944. She was badass, her sister. In April, Savvy's network discovered that the Germans were preparing to launch a powerful new weapon against Great Britain, V-1 rockets. Savvy departed for England to relay his crucial piece of intelligence personally, leaving Eileen behind to continue the wireless work. For five months, she transmitted messages Messages, but her work became increasingly difficult. the Germans were getting re- were getting better at detecting radio transmissions and agents were getting caught. To stay ahead Eileen regularly regularly changed addresses, always moving every time after she sent a message to London. Oh, that's smart. She was nearly caught on a train when a flirtatious German soldier offered to carry her bag, the very one that contained her transmitter. Oh, no. She's like, oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. No, I'm good. No, I'm I'm good. 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 I can can do it. I can do it. And, you know, back then, it probably was really hard for her to not let him carry it. Right, yeah. So though Eileen was cautious and escaped potentially life-threatening situations by moving from one location to the next frequently, (laughs) the German secret police Traced one of her messages and caught her. Oh no. On July 21st, 1944, Eileen had sent her 105th message. She had gone to her safe house to transmit an urgent message against the chief's orders. When she heard the wail of sirens outside, she quickly burned her notebook and hid her equipment before the Gestapo broke in. The burning papers were incriminating enough, but then they found her radio. Eileen claimed she was French and simply sending messages for a businessman. And she uh, didn't know that he was British. She was just like playing dumb. Yeah, right. She was taken into the Gestapo headquarters where she was stripped naked and subjected to their notorious water torture, during which she was forcibly submerged face first in water until she fell unconscious from oxygen deprivation. Oh, God.
1: Is that waterboarding? Is that what that's... I, I think so. It's like, it's, it's
0: it's. they're notorious for that. Yeah. They were notorious for that. But she never divulged any information. She used deception to derail her torturers. Her brave silence ensured the safety of her SOE colleagues stationed in France and the continuation of their work. So she just like, they did all this, like, it was like awful, the amount of torture she endured. Yeah, she duh. would not, you know, considering what that guy said about her. <laughs> I know. Uh, you know. Yeah, right. So the Nazis then shaved her head and sent her to Ravensbrück concentration camp in Germany where thousands had already been killed. The guards forced her into slave labor, but she remained defiant. They threatened to shoot her for being disobedient. She would not, like, they were like, you're going to do the slave labor. And she's like, nope, I'm not doing it. She wouldn't do it. Really? Uh, yeah. She and, and, like, she got beaten and, like, everything did. for not participating. Over the next few months, they moved her to a different labor camp and tor- they moved her to several different later labor camps and tortured her, but she never changed her story. Wow. On April nineteen 19- in April nineteen forty five, as Allied forces were drawing near the camp, the inmates were forcibly marched out into the dark through the snow. Eileen and two other French women that were in the camp seized the opportunity to escape. Uh, they ran. in. It was dark out when they were doing this, and so they ran into some nearby woods. Yeah, and they went days without food. Hiding in a forest. Later, they were discovered by a German patrol, but they were able to convince the Germans that they were local workers and were released. The woman made their way to Leitzpig, I'm sorry, Leipzig, (laughs) Leipzig, where a Catholic priest hid them in a church bell tower. Oh, Eileen had lapsed into unconsciousness and came around just as American shol- soldiers were storming the bell tower while liberating the city on April fifteenth. Oh, awesome. she identified herself as a British intelligence agent, but they assumed she, <laughs> but they assumed she was delirious or lying, and they didn't believe her
1: because <laughs> <laughs> she's stupid. Like, like I said, <laughs> she
0: played she played the role yeah, really well. Right. Apparently, luckily, Eileen's colleagues in London confirmed her story, and she was back in England just a few weeks later. Yeah. It's just ironic that, you know, Eileen constantly lied to the Gestapo, and for the most part, they believed her. Like, she totally, she just she totally snowed right. them, and they never, yeah. they always believed her. They regarded her as a silly a French girl who was wasting their time. Right, and she that's was, probably
1: like, why that guy thought that, too. You right, know what she I mean? was, like, she playing could play the role. Right. Yeah,
0: she totally played it, but she was, like, a Brilliant. Obviously. After the war, Niran lived in London with her sister Jacqueline, where she had trouble rejoining society and struggled with inner demons created by the inner demons were created by the turmoil of the war. She still commented that she felt suited for her line of work despite all its difficulties. So she had a lot of mental health issues. I and she did. She started painting also, which is weird because I saw that one article and then I didn't see it again until I saw a picture. And I'll post the picture of her painting. Um, there's a picture of she and her sister, like after they're both, um, you know, like out of the SOE. And, they're, um, and it's a picture of them with one of her paintings. So I'll post oh. that. It's kind of cool. After her sister's death in 1982, she moved to Torquay and lived there very quietly. In 1993, she traveled to Ra- Ravensbrück with fellow SOE agents, members of the Special Forces Club the Fanny and the WAF—it's F-A-N-Y and the W-A-A-F—to dedicate a plaque to the four agents executed there in 1945. Aww. Niren talked about her wartime activities on a Time Watch television documentary in 1997, but she wore a wig and she spoke in French under her code name Rose. Oh, really? She's like, I'm going to put my face out there. Yeah, like, that's yeah. smart because she's, she's, they would probably she, still kill her. No, kill her. she's so badass. For her work, she, Eileen received the French military decoration, the Croix de Guerre, Gra- also known as the Bravery Award. It's like C-R-O-I-X. So it's like, um, it like the purple Pro de... Uh, G-U-E-R-R-E, the De Geer. Yeah, it's like a, I guess it's kind of, no, Purple Heart, isn't that like for injury or something? I don't know. Anyway, it's like oh, a, it's a bravery award. Also, King George Sixth made her a member of the Order of the British Empire, which was called the MBE. Mm-hmm. So on September 2nd, 2010, an 89-year-old woman's body was discovered in a modest apartment in the British town of Torquay, Devon. She appeared to have died several days before. Nam- neighbors claimed. She had been a recluse who loved cats. <laughs> her Hi, next <laughs> her next of kin, a niece, was located living in Italy and has said she was upset that Niren had been portrayed as this being alone or unloved, adding, although I didn't live in the UK, I was very close to Aunt Eileen and visit her often. I only saw her six months ago. She was always cherished by the family. As the police examined the possessions to assertion her next of kin, however, they discovered something incredible. As a result, she ended up with a far more elaborate funeral... Than she probably would have imagined, but it was certain it was one she deserved. So they were going through her things, trying to figure out who she was, because all her neighbors were like, "Oh, that's just the quiet cat lady." Yeah, right. They called her they the didn't old know cat she lady. she was. Oh my god. Yeah, nobody knew, and she would like she would be polite, but she was very recluse, yeah. very like kept in. She didn't go out much or anything, right. and like her neighbors, the things her neighbors said about her, it's like she was always nice, but she was just very like kept to herself. So her, so once they realized who she was, they found her awards and wow. stuff. Wow. So her funeral was provided free of charge by the Torbay and District Funeral Services of Torquay, was held on September 21st, 2010, at Our Lady Help of Christians and St. Dennis Roman Catholic Church in Torquay. The eulogy was made by Adrian Stones, the chairman of the Special Forces Club. Her funeral was complete with a piper, members of the police and military, and media coverage. It was a late but well-deserved tribute for a woman who had done so much for her country. And one of her most famous famous sayings—it gives me a chills a little bit. One of her most famous sayings was, "Never be afraid. Never let them dominate you."
1: Wow, Eileen, that's Marin. my
0: saying. Is that your saying? Yeah, mine is like, "Just give me food <laughs> <laughs> and a bed." So, isn't she cool? That was pretty cool. I mean, it was kind of a short story, but I just think she's like. Like wow, I mean, I, you know, the funny thing is, I would love to read a little more about her sister because her sister was, you know, like was like moving weapons and stuff. So I'd yeah, love right. to, you know, but it was. Um, I have to see if I can find more information. But I just came across her, and she was also. I mean, I don't know if her sister was ever, her sister was like never tortured or anything. So she was tortured. So that made her be like the higher. honor. Yeah, right. More but, interesting. Yeah, it's just really cool. That's so a here's a picture story. of her. Oh, she's pretty. She's pretty. Yeah, it's very cool. It's very very cool. Yeah, the pictures will be up um and it's just very it's a very cool story it's kind of it's kind of like i don't know I just think like i wonder what it was besides the fact that they spoke french that made their them choose three of her them yeah and her siblings right. like from one family maybe like, they were yeah so of the 407 and 40 something were women two of them were from the same family yeah that's kind of crazy it's so weird yeah, they must have had something like, I wonder if it wasn't, like, like if their parents weren't involved in some way or shape well, or form. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't but... sound
1: like it, though. I don't know. Yeah. So. Maybe they are just good. Yeah. So you ready to take a quick break, Rose? Yeah, we're going to take a quick break and refresh our drinks and eat some food. Yes, Miami. All right. Bye. 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 Okay,
0: Lynn, we're back. Hi, Rose. Hi, Lynn. <laughs> so we just had a little chat with my mom. Mm-hmm. She came down, made sure we weren't doing drugs. We hid them. We hid them while she was down
1: here. We hid them. We hid them. Tasted Lynn's martini.
0: Yeah, she didn't like it. She didn't like it. She'd never had a martini.
1: You know, my coworker told me that the other day.
0: I know, but I think people, some people are intimidated by martinis because they are. Because they
1: think they're like dry, like a real martini. Like,
0: yeah, real martinis, like straight it's, vodka yeah, and just very dry or gin and very dry. And this, these, yeah. yeah, this is a lemon. That's what I told my coworker. I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah, but it's sweet and it tastes delicious. The first time I started drinking a martini, I had a um, cosmos.
1: Is it good or is it dry?
0: Cosmos is good. Oh, is it? And it's sweet, and um, I ended up throwing out, throwing up out the window all the way home. Oh, that's good. (laughs) They were going down like you know, like Capri yeah. Suns. I was like, dang, things are just slay. And I drank, drank, and drank, and drank. And there's like four, three or four ounces of alcohol in each one. And I feel
1: like vodka, like it doesn't hit you like other things do sometimes. <sighs> That's when Charlie and, does.
0: I, Charlie and I were dating, and we were driving home. We were at Timberwood. We were driving home. And then we left Timberwood, and of course, we we're going to have one more stop, and we went to Friday's to have another drink. Oh, yeah. And we left Friday's, and before we even got to Target, I was thrown up out the window.
1: Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> did you still go to Friday's?
0: I <laughs> threw up out the, out the window on the way home from Friday's. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm sure I did like shots or something there because I was like, ah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so the reason I brought up lemon drop martini was because when we were in Gettysburg, um, we went to a restaurant on Saturday night and that's what Christina ordered. Mm. And I was looking at the menu and I was like, okay, I'll just get the same thing because I know she always orders something good that yeah. I will like. And so I drank the first one. Well... Let me say, I was, I got to dinner, we got, we sat down at dinner and I was like, my, I had three kids by myself all day and they were all like talking to me. Like, you know, Lily's like,
0: didn't take a nap and
1: she's, (laughs) you know, she was being good, but she was just being a two year old and Charlotte's like talking to me and Joseph's giving me, you know, attitude and. Of course. I was like, I sat down at dinner. I was like, nobody talked to me for five minutes. (laughs) I was like, I just need five minutes of nobody talking to me. And it was just so loud because we had five kids with us. So it was just so freaking loud. And I was like overloaded. Yeah. And so we ordered, and then I was like about to lose my shit on my kids. And Christina was like, okay, Lily, let's go outside for a little
0: while. So she took Lily
1: outside, and then Charlotte went out with them, and, and they like took pictures and looked at the Christmas stuff, which. Christina's great about doing that kind of stuff. That's so awesome. She can sense when I'm about to have a breakdown. <laughs> well, she's getting ready to witness child <laughs> right, abuse first. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I like, drank my martini while she has gone, and then I was like, okay. okay so I feel like gone. I can I can yeah. not kill anyone.
0: <laughs> I know. I mean, I, you know, it's really funny because when my kids were little, I didn't drink hardly at all. I really didn't drink much That's at all. That's when you knew it the most. I know, but I didn't. Like, I just didn't drink very much. Yeah, Because you probably w- didn't go out. No. Oh, my gosh, no. And yeah. then and then we started drinking, like, wine here and there. And then we started having cocktails. And then we started drinking more. But it was, like, when the kids were little, little, I would go weeks yeah. without drinking. That's like, how weeks. I was, when Joseph and, was little. Yeah, it was, like, we didn't drink. Yeah, same. Like, I didn't drink hardly at all. Yeah. no. It's... Now with three kids, I'm like, Shh, I, can't, I can't. Yeah, when my kids were, like, I guess Casey was probably, like, four or so is when we started drinking a little more regularly. But before that, I didn't drink hardly at all.
1: Yeah. I find, like... The other night I made a um, like a boozy hot chocolate. I sent you a picture, didn't mm,
0: I? So good. You did.
1: When I was working on my story and uh-huh. I was just like, it just helps me to relax. Oh, yeah.
0: Absolutely. But I'm going
1: to try to do G- dry January if Lynn will do it with me. We'll see.
0: Come on, I Lynn. I haven't decided yet. Come I might, on, Lynn. I might. I might. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not making any freaking promises right now. I told you just lie to me. Tell me you're doing it. I well, won't, I I'll never I know. I won't lie. If I do it, I'll do it. If I don't, I don't. All right. All right. Love me or hate me, bitch. I'm here. I'm going to hate you. I hate you. Okay. Okay. So, you want
1: to hear my story? No. Okay. That's fine. We'll just sit here in silence.
0: I'm gonna sit here and look through my pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna text while I'm talking. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna scroll through my photos and delete all my duplicates and stuff while you're talking. <laughs> I've been needing to do that for a long time anyway. for so. me. Yeah, yeah. I need. Maybe I'll be post on Instagram <laughs> something.
1: Oh, you do. Hold on. Wait. No, wait. I'm not done I'm not ready yet. Okay, go.
0: <laughs> we're back.
1: <laughs> we're back.
0: Lynn we're got back. a little excited there. I got really excited. I was like, we're back. And Rose goes, I'm not recording yet. <sighs> Rose. Sorry, I have to be the recorder. I know.
1: Jesus. I have to be in charge of everything.
0: Uh, excuse me? Recording. Who just posted a picture editing. of your cocktail. <laughs> That's true. Your cocktail. Lynn is the VP. Fancy glasses. Of social media. The, yeah. You guys... I wish I was better at it. I really do, but I am. I am over Christmas break. I'm going to take a little course on it. I have a course reserved in my LinkedIn Learning, and I'm going to You're try. You're the VP. What are you talking about? You're excellent. Oh, am I? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's Much why. That's why. I, I follow this person who like tells you what to post and when to post it. She's like a Influencer some of some some sort, and I posted exactly what she said using the music she said, and we got three likes on the goddamn thing. Yeah. I was like, bitch, you stupid. <laughs> she lied to you? Yeah, so we're going to unfollow her and follow someone else. <laughs> Try someone else. Okay. Actually, the, the video of Penelope with the little snowflakes and ting ting a ding ding that's the one that, that has gotten so many. That one and the other one that says... Did it get any likes? Uh, the one that I posted for the us or for, for us no um i don't remember Nobody but loves the us. the one i'll tell you the one i posted of penelope where it says i was like zooming in on her and it's like i'm beautiful i'm an, it's yeah, like a baby voice i'm infinity podcast- beautiful your, i have like on your 250 likes media. on that i'm like <laughs> why can't i get that like some stupid thing i didn't like spur of the moment why can't i get those kind of likes on my dag on on the ones for the podcast i'll tell you i'll tell you rose I'll tell you. What are you going to tell me? I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you. Let's see. So the one of Penelope, which says Penelope Chris- Christmas Wish, is for everyone to listen to No Ordinary Women podcast. Um, got one like. It got ten likes. Oh wow. <laughs> That's excellent. But when I, but, <laughs> that's like, but that's ridiculous. I mean, she's so cute, you guys. Why the fuck wouldn't everybody just love that and share it and send that it was off their friends? That was a super cute picture. I mean, she's got like her little arm stuck under her and a little great. great I can never take pictures of my you. kids like that. Maybe I should share it again. Maybe I will. I'm going to add a real her story. Maybe there you will. go. If you're listening to this, well, it's on my story, so you're not going to hear this till next week, but yeah. go back on my Instagram and look <laughs> at the post. It's in there. Go back a week. Go back a week and look at it and look <sighs> at how cute she is. God damn it. One's obsessed with her dog. She's the best. She's my best, best friend. She's my best friend. She a real bad bitch, got her own <laughs> money. She... <laughs> she's she twerking, she twerking. She's very cute. She, she is the cutest. She was the highlight of the Christmas party today. Or. <gasps> I took that back. The winter party. Oh, the winter party. I don't want to offend anybody. The winter We're party. We're having a holiday party tomorrow. Uh, is it a holiday, though? What if, you, what if you don't believe in holidays? So it's a winter party because it's winter. Everybody believes in winter. Well. Don't be we racist, Rose. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it, I guess Jehovah's Witnesses don't. They don't so believe in like any holidays. Holiday. Well. Wait. No, the Jehovah's Witnesses only believe in Easter because he says celebrate. I know my... they don't celebrate birthdays. I think Jesus says celebrate my death. He doesn't say celebrate my birth, right? But wasn't Jesus born in the spring, Rose? I don't know. It's Aren't been you... a long time since I read the Bible.
1: were not you a Catholic girl? Didn't you go to Catholic school? I
0: did, but I got in a lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens, guys. I was very busy chasing don't boys waste around your the playground. Money. <laughs> I look cute in my uniform. <laughs>
1: Don't waste your money on kids like Lynn. All right. Are you ready finally for my story? Or
0: do you just want to talk about yourself all the time and interrupt me? I'll just shut up. I'm going to sit here and just shut up my mouth. Put I'm your going to phone scroll down. through pictures. That's all I'm going to do. Just going to look at pictures of myself. She always
1: looks at her phone when I'm talking. <gasps> oh,
0: it hurts my feelings. What? A friend of mine just died. What? Oh. Who? Hold on. I-, I knew he was dying. Oh, So the guy who I helped me buy JD and I buy our house, my first house, and um, he helped me sell that house, and he helped me buy my house in Forest Lakes. He was a realtor friend. He was also a friend up from the Stony Point Ruritan. Um. And really good friend. I got my horse from him. It was his son's horse and I bought it from them or actually JD bought it from them. Um, very good friend. Super funny, funny, inappropriately funny guy. So, you know, he and I got along really well. Um, <laughs> and his wife is amazing. And he's been really sick and he had cancer several years ago. Like, gosh, still when I lived in the condo. And he was really sick and they thought he was going to die. So they did a big, huge party for his birthday. And everybody was invited he had cancer and he kind of rallied and he ended up living several more years. And the last couple of weeks, um, he has been really like things have not been well. And he, they just found out he went to the hospital this past week, uh, last week with his son took him and he got COVID at the hospital. No, no, Yeah. And so he was sick and sick and sick. And so they decided, he said, I want to go home. I want to go home. I don't want to. So hospice helped him get home. Yeah. And his wife is, his wife's younger than him um, and healthy, but she's also taking care of her mother who has dementia oh in the my same God. home. And she ended up getting COVID. Oh, no. And so the two of them are really sick. So then two of the, he has four boys and two of them were living with him, you know, had gone there to stay and yeah. kind of like shelter with him and help in the house. And he just, and my sister called me last night or texted me yesterday and said he's not doing well and... Um, and she just texted me just now and said he passed. Oh. So really here's sad. to you, Mr. Barrett, my friend. That's Adam. You're sorry. a funny guy. He used to talk about we did a horse show together. And um he was he was he did the announcing at the he no, what did he do? He did announcing sometimes. He did other stuff other times. We we ran a horse show together through the story, Stony Point Rotan. And uh he always after the horse show was over we kind of all sit around take the jumps down and like you know put everything away and drink beer and he would be like okay so what were members <laughs> are going to run and jump over the jumps topless let's go let's go Lynn for sure <laughs> Lynn could you imagine no way girl <laughs> i would call you'd like, knock yourself out yeah i would knock myself out but yeah he was very very funny. So funny just a really sweet Um, inappropriately funny man. So I'm going to miss you, Mike. Yeah, Lynn was rich and she had horses. Big Mike. I was not rich. The rest of us poor folk don't know about that. I got the horses. It was a guilt present. The one horse was a guilt present.
1: She had horses. She used to ride. Her kids were riders. Yeah, they were. They really were. Us poor folk have to do gymnastics and swimming. Oh,
0: my God. Gymnastics is outrageously expensive. I I couldn't afford that. Not yet. All right. Tell us your story, Rose. Anyway. Now that Lynn's brought the party down. Cheers here. Cheers to you, Mike, Mike Barrett. Cheers, cheers to, to you, Mike. my friend. You ready? Yeah, I drank my drink. I had a yeah, little sip. I did a my, cheers to my him. Drink's
1: all okay. From afar, Jeanette McAdams was tall and beautiful with dark brown hair. But if you got closer, you would notice that her eyes were deep set and cold.
0: Ooh, she was tall, dark, and handsome. Tall, dark and
1: beautiful. Jeanette was the oldest of six children and her parents, Alexander and Rebecca McAdams, lived in Ashtanbula, Ohio.
0: And they chose not to use birth control. Yes.
1: <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> let, me, let me
0: guess, were they Catholic? <laughs> six <laughs> I kids. I would say, but this was the olden days, so you know, yeah.
1: they just went with it. She was a very very peculiar girl, and there were certain there was a certain coldness between her and her father that was never explained. Many people described her as restless.
0: Same girl, same. So
1: every time I see that, I just think, like, that, like, because back in the day they would say that,
0: like, oh, she was
1: always getting into trouble or restless. And I always think she probably had, like, ADD or something. Oh,
0: absolutely. You know what I mean? And nobody That's like me sitting, st- like, in a meeting. I'm, like, all yeah. over the place. I can't do it. I can't sit still. So, yeah, I'm very restless.
1: So she probably had ADD and everyone was, like. Oh, my God. What's wrong with her?
0: Or she was really smart and everybody bored her.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, sure, Rose. Yeah, that's that's it. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, she's so crazy. Oh, crazy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so on a cold day in February of 1848, the family gather around the hearth on a cold day. The hearth. Oh, my God. I said the same. It's the
0: exact same sentence. The hearth. Hearth. Isn't it a hearth? No, it's a hearth. Okay. It was just like the fireplace. Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to correct you, but I don't no. know what a hearth is. It sounds like a something you drive a dead person in, like a hearse. But I was <laughs> That's like, what no. I always thought it was.
1: <laughs> no. Okay. A hearth. On a cold day in February of 1848, the family gathered around the hearth. Rose! <laughs> <laughs> it's a
0: hearth. Hearth. It's like a fire part of the Sorry, fireplace. Sorry, I grew up
1: in Hawaii. We didn't have Hearths. <laughs> Hearths. Hearths.
0: Hearths. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We're going to have a around here. <laughs> uh, we, just, we, just, we just gather around a hearse.
1: We're laying to the run hearse. They were grand- gathered around the fireplace. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, my God. You surely went around the hearse? <laughs> now I can't see because I'm crying. <laughs> So they were gathered around the fireplace, catching up on the news of the day. Wait, where
0: were they? (laughs) They In the hearth. (laughs) (laughs) I seriously always thought it was hearth. You said hearth. Yeah, but it's hearth. No, it's hearth. You (laughs) said (laughs) it's hearth. Oh, my God. (laughs) i'm out i'm done i'm done it's hearth oh my god i thought that's what i said you said hearth oh my god all right moving no, on i did not get paid it up for this job
1: oh my god <laughs> All right,
0: <laughs> I don't know where to go from there. Rosie crying, y'all. I know she's quiet.
1: All right, making preparations for the departure of Julia, Jeanette's fourteen-year-old sister, who was leaving home with a to live with a family near where she would attend school. So it was common for because they were rural, uh-huh. they would leave and go to like the village and live with a family. Oh, okay. To go to school, Julia saying softly as she hemmed a handkerchief and listened to the family talking Alexander noticed that his daughter was looking pale and she seemed but she seemed fine so he didn't say anything soon both parents went up to their bedroom and Jeanette from the bottom of the staircase cried out mother Julia is very sick a doctor was called but he could only confirm that the family's worst fears oh my god are you okay are you getting a little emotional over there I'm I need I had too much drink. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you could still drinking start over. A doctor was called but he could only confirm the family's worst fear. Julia was dead. Mm. She was buried at Edgewood Cemetery and the McAdams family went about their farm work and Jeanette helped the family, but she never spoke of Julia at all. And then one day, she disappeared. On New Year's Eve, 1849, Jeanette returned home and gathered around the hearth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? I can't. I can't. Hearth. Hearth, Rose. Hearth. Just say fireplace. Don't say anymore. Just say fireplace. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Elena can't say it. Say fireplace. Don't say hearth. Don't say hearth. Hearth. It sounds like it sounds like you have a lisp, but the three syllables they hearth. It's, it's spelled like hearth, okay? <laughs> no, it's hearth. It's not spelled like hearth. H e a r t h. Yeah, but that's hearth. Hearth. No, it's not. <laughs> Yes, it is. No, it's All not. right. They gather around the fireplace. Thank you. Thank you. To spin yarn. <laughs> to spin yarn.
1: That's what I do every night. And play games while awaiting the new year. Oh, my God. Is my makeup, like, fully messed up? Ah, nobody cares. You're ugly anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so Arthur, the youngest member of the family, was stretched out on, in front of the fire His huge pet dog at his side and an abundance of apple slices to eat. Arthur enjoyed an eight-year-old's version of domestic bliss. Suddenly, Arthur let out a loud, sharp cry, turned pale, and started convulsing and died.
0: Oh, my God.
1: He was buried next to Julia in the Edgewood Cemetery, and the day after his funeral, his sister Abigail and her mother were cleaning out when Abigail told her mother something that she had heard. Uh Uh-oh. So Catherine Gillette who was a seamstress, was living with them um, for a period of time, which was really common. I guess people would just live with random people (laughs) at this time.
0: They probably, like, rented out rooms maybe or something, like, for money. I don't know. I guess so. Like, maybe she was... Or she was, like, traveling, and they were like, oh, the such-and-such family has room. Yeah, right.
1: I'm, I'm guessing that's what it was.
0: So she shared a bedroom with
1: Jeanette, and on one evening, she sees Jeanette, like, leaving her bed and opening a trunk at the end of her bed. And Catherine pretends to be asleep, but she's, like, watching Jeanette. And she removes men's clothing from the trunk and changes into them and, like, sneaks out the window to away from the
0: house. What? And Catherine's like, what the fuck is happening? What What is going on? That reminds me of a time, Rose. When you were dressing up as a man. <laughs> no, I was staying with Caitlin at a friend of hers house at college. We were stay- We went a day early to move Caitlin into her dorm room. Yeah. And one of her friends had an apartment, and we were staying in the living room on the fold-out couch. And the friend's like, yeah, I have a fold-out couch you can stay on. And we're like, okay. So we get there, and she f- folds it out, and it's like broken. The couch is broken. <laughs> and we're like try to figure out how to fold out. And she opens it up and there's stains all over the mattress. Oh my and I was God. like, um, do you have any sheets? And she's like, no, but I have some blankets. And I was like, I spent the whole night like literally like tense because I thought I was going to get pregnant from this mattress. It was so gross and dirty. And, and she did. That's and, how and was, Casey came along. And <laughs> there was a refrigerator. No, I didn't. There was a refrigerator in the living room. And in the middle of the night, I woke up and I heard somebody like stumbling around There was, it was like, it was a college apartment. So there was a tiny kitchen and there was a refrigerator there. And there was like a, it was like five bedrooms. So they had a separate refrigerator in the living room. And this girl gets up in the middle of the night, totally naked, and gets two bottles of water in the fridge. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. What is going on here? Oh my God. And then we found out, like, not even two months after that, that they had to get rid of that couch because it had bed bugs. Oh my God. (laughs) Never again. Like, you should have known, Lynn. Oh Stay in a hotel. <laughs> oh my god, it was so. Bad. I literally almost went and slept in my car. I was so stressed wanna... out that night, and Caitlin was like, "Mom, it's okay, it's okay." And I'm like trying to be cool, but I was like, "I'm so <laughs> <dead. laughs> tense."
1: Like after the age of like 28, you're like not good no. with
0: that. No, it was a hotel around. It was the funniest thing. It was so funny. So, yeah. funny. so that reminded me of that situation anyway. But nobody was dressed in men's clothes. She just wasn't dressed. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is
1: going on? Welcome to college. Go ahead. So that reminds me of Lynn burping. Lynn just burped. Sorry. I'll edit it out, but it was disgusting. Yes, okay. Of our tangents, my sister Christina was like, I was listening to, I think, the Jan Broberg episode. Uh Yeah. I think it was that one or the one before it. And she's like, yeah, by the time you went off on your tangent, I couldn't even remember what you were talking about. (laughs) I was like, yeah, that happens to us a lot too. <laughs> that happened on
0: um LGTC uh this week. They were talking I, I like I literally had to listen I had to start over like four times because they were on tangents <laughs> yeah, and I, I couldn't know. even remember what was that's going the, on. In the story. that's how
1: you can listen to them multiple times because yeah. you uh, don't really hear the story. Yeah, no, like, you don't know what's what, going on. Wait, wait a minute. What's going on? Who is this person?
0: <laughs> okay, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. I'll shut up.
1: So later that night, Jeanette returned, placed the clothing back into the trunk, and then went back to sleep. Catherine was like what the fuck is happening oh my god why is she dressing like a man and sneaking out in the middle of the night and so Catherine doesn't like ask her anything she doesn't bring it up she pretends she's sleeping Mm -hmm. so that to me says like she was a little afraid of her
0: well yeah but I mean she's just kind of like maybe gonna feel it out before she yeah maybe confronts her but I guess yeah I guess she probably doesn't know them very well maybe she thinks she's in a play or something
1: (laughs) (laughs) in the middle of the night she's rehearsing for a play (laughs) So Catherine tells Abigail, Jeanette's sister, Uh and that's who's telling her mother, who's like, I heard a story about Jeanette. And this back then was like, now you'd be like, what the fuck's going on? But back then it was like, oh, my God, what are you uh, doing? Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. There'd be like, yeah. So Rebecca, the mom, confronts Jeanette and Jeanette denies everything. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And somehow her 14-year-old brother gets involved, um, saying that Jeanette is you know, full of shit. And he believes Abigail that he thinks Jeanette's actually doing this. Like the town's talking and Jeanette is the one dressing up. Like people have seen it.
0: Oh.
1: So Rebecca goes into Jeanette's room and looks in the trunk. And sure enough, there's men's clothing in the trunk. So she confronts Jeanette and she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like she completely denies it. keeps denying it. But Deny, deny, deny. Deny, deny, deny. Yes. But um, Jeanette gets into some kind of trouble, you know. Nobody knows what it is, but she has a conversation with Jeanette, and she gets into trouble. So soon after all of this, um, Jeanette pretends all is forgiven, and she gives her sister Abigail some candy. She's like— You want some candy? Yeah, you want, like, we're just sharing candy. I'm your sister. And immediately after eating the candy, Uh Abigail becomes violently ill and crawls into her mother's room, and she's like— Mother, I wish I had not eaten the candy Jeanette gave me, and then she convulses and dies, like <gasps> oh immediately. Oh my God! Yeah. So that's what three kids now. So that was on January fourth, eighteen fifty, just four days after her brother had died. Four Holy days. Holy moly! So after Abigail's death, Jeanette leaves and goes leaves to C- Cleveland for a while. Abigail was twenty one, so and Jeanette's the oldest. So I couldn't find out how old Jeanette was, but she's older than Abigail. So okay. probably like. 23 or something, Okay. I imagine. So, as you can imagine, the McAdams family is grieving hard at this point. Rebecca is questioning God and wondering how he could take three of her children in just a few months. Her dad, Alexander, was depressed and struggling to keep up with the farm chores. But then summer comes and, you know, it's sunnier and their grief is kind of lifted because they're, like, really busy doing chores on the farm. And things seem a little better. So in early August Jeanette returns and Walter, who was fourteen at the time and his father had a good business of hauling staves. I don't know what that is.
0: Staves. Hauling staves, okay.
1: Um, to the harbour to be shipped. Um so some kind of business they were doing. Okay. And Jeanette would assist her mother at home, like With household duties and the farm and whatnot. So on August 15th, 1850. Oh, that's my brother's birthday. Your brother was born in 1850? Maybe his birthday is August God, your mom got started early. (laughs) (laughs) She's real old
0: then.
1: (laughs) Um, Walter and his father arrived home hungry from their labors. Me too, girl. Always. (laughs) (laughs) And Walter starts complaining that he doesn't feel well. Imagine that. he goes up to his room, and Jeanette follows him. Hmm. Guess what happens about an hour later? Do you want some candy, little boy? (laughs) An hour later, Walter crawls into his mother's room, groaning in misery. They call the doctor, but it was too late. Walter became the fourth McAdams child to die a sudden, mysterious death.
0: But see, I feel like, I mean, as much as this is tragic and horrible, obviously, but I feel like also, like, I feel like back then, people died, like, like who, who is it? I just oh the 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 person I did last week, and she like her um, she had like seventeen pregnancies, but the kids all died yeah, because right. it was like yeah. I mean it's like it just, I was so...
1: wondering if she had killed them all.
0: Yeah, no, it's just like. They died from really weird natural causes back then, yeah. But it's still, I mean, that's, ugh. But it's weird that she was around every time. It doesn't make it any easier on a parent, though. I can't even imagine. Ugh. So Jeanette
1: stays there long enough for Walter to be laid to rest and with the other three siblings in Edgewood Cemetery. And then she returns to Cleveland. So Luther and Jeanette were the last of the McAdams' six children. So they have two left out of six, which is crazy. Hmm. Can you imagine that? Two left out
0: of six. Good grief.
1: So in mid-September, Jeanette once again returned to the farm. Luther, who was 12 at the time, had been playing outside all day. He comes into the house in the evening saying he doesn't feel well. And a little while later, he dies. What? (laughs) Yeah. So it's just Jeanette now. Oh, my God. And her parents. This is horrible. So once again, Jeanette stays for the funeral and disappears for a few months. She returns in early February of 1851 to find that her mother was ill. They were happy to see her because her father was having trouble tending to the farm and taking care of his wife, so they really needed her help. Like, you know, yeah. oh, household yeah. duties, and yeah. he was out on the farm all day. And it was just the two of them now that yeah, all their kids men, were dead.
0: Yeah, men, yeah. They, they couldn't do it all. I mean, they, yeah.
1: I'm so, like, meh, meh,
0: meh, 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 Late
1: in the evening of February 6, 1851... Jeanette climbs the stairs to her mother's room with a cup of hot tea that she told her mother was a concoction the doctor had ordered.
0: Nope. Don't drink it. Don't drink it. You think they'd know at this point. Don't drink it, Alexander
1: was downstairs when he heard his wife wail, or wait, as I typed here. (laughs) (laughs) And as he entered the bedroom, he heard a groan and the last sound his wife would make. Rebecca, 51 years old, was laid to rest next to her five children. She was only
0: 51?
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, that was super old back then.
0: Yeah, well, I guess it was, but still, it's 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 just... Ugh. I know, crazy.
1: Rebecca, Rebecca, the curse is taking you, sobbed Alexander at the coffin. Mm. As the coffin was lowered into the February earth, who will be next? I guess I am the next. The next and the last, he murmured. The husband? Yeah.
0: <gasps> oh, no. Yeah, I mean, like, who else is left?
1: Well, that's very telling. Like, he obviously knows it's Jeanette, because Jeanette's still alive, and he doesn't say, oh, it might be her. He says he's the next and Yeah, why, last. We, yeah
0: why do you not think it's... Right. Oh, he so he must up. know that, you
1: know? So three months pass, and Jeanette returns to her father's house. Shortly after arriving, she writes a letter, seals it in an envelope, and asks her father to mail it for her the next day.
0: Yeah, yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> so as he's walking to like the village or whatever to mail the letter he's wondering what's in the letter like he's like what is in this like yeah. why does she want it to be mailed why is she so insistent that it be mailed why does she
0: mail it her damn self right you got legs bitch walk it so yourself so he
1: opens the letter uh oh and
0: Rose, what? What? It says, it says, we're writing to you about your extended warranty on your car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> and he's like, oh my God, I thought I took care of that. <laughs> <laughs> so he open rips open the envelope and the contents horrify him. Oh no. Jeanette had written a plan detailing how she wanted to kill her father. <gasps> I don't know who she wrote this to. It doesn't say who she wrote it to. It doesn't say who she mailed it to? No. It's Mm. just that she wrote plans detailing how she wanted to kill him. So he returns home and confronts her. But instead of calling police, he just tells her to leave. Like he's like, get out of my house.
0: You. Bye bye. Bye bye. You. Bye bye. So. And a bye. (laughs) Oh, bye (laughs) bye.
1: About a year later, she returns to the village with a band of gypsies and they set up camp. East of their the McAdams farm and so one night um, Alexander takes a stroll through the farm, I mean <laughs> a stroll through their camp and spots Jeanette. but when she sees him she runs and hides. yeah Ooh. she doesn't want to see him. So years pass and he's you know working the farm and there's no sign of Jeanette. but then the civil war start and it's rumored that Jeanette was disguised as a man and was working for this uh, as a spy for the South.
0: What I know? Oh, <gasps>
1: biatch! Stop! No. Makes you a wonder, spy? like, spy? Oh my god! What? Just like you. I know. Oh, oh, that's so oh, weird. Did she
0: not like, good. <laughs> like, what?
1: Oh my god! That's She's so weird. She's a spy like yours. Is she really? And you wonder, like, I don't know, like, what was going on with her? You know what I mean? Was she really a spy, though? Was like, she like transgender and she really wanted to be a man? But she couldn't, obviously. Or she that just, was she
0: just playing a man on TV,
1: right? Or was she just, yeah, exactly? Like, <sighs> it's interesting, but it's it, you. It makes you wonder. Like, was that what was going on, and it made her crazy, and that's why she.
0: Well, it's kind of like my lady. She yeah. just, like, kind of lost it a little bit. Yeah, exactly. because
1: So midway through the war, Alexander's second wife, Eliza, died at the age of 54 and was laid to rest with the six members of his family. So he, he, he buried her next to his first wife Aww. and his five other kids.
0: My God, this poor man. How traumatic. Yeah.
1: So one night as he sits by the fire, there's a knock at the door. And when he opens the door, there's a dirty tramp which is what they called, like, this man.
0: Like you call me a tramp? Yeah.
1: Okay. Like when I say, it. oh, here's the dirty tramp coming in. Um, He's in ill-fitting co- clothes and exclaims loudly, I want food. I am hungry. I have not had food for two days. And so Alexander welcomes him in and makes him food, and he watches the tramp as he devours the meal. And their eyes meet, and he suddenly realizes that it's his daughter. Uh, and so he doesn't say anything. He didn't realize it was her? No. So after the meal, Jeanette, the tramp, leaves. and Don't call her that rose. Well, that's what they call her. Okay. Just like Lady and the Tramp. Okay. And she's never again seen on their farm. Like, she's never seen in the village or anything. She
0: or he. Or he. They.
1: (laughs) Alexander (laughs) never asks um, for a formal inquiry into the apparent poisoning deaths of his family. And local doctors did investigate cookware and water as possible culprits. But it's likely that Alexander, who died in 1876, knew the truth and took it to his grave.
0: That's so sad, Rose. I know. So
1: do you think she, like, killed them or do you think it just so happened that she was around when they all died? No, I think she killed
0: them. Yeah. I absolutely think she killed them. And I think that, I don't know if I believe the spy thing. You don't think so? I mean, I don't know. I mean, she could be, she could have been a spy, but... Was she like a spy? Like, I don't think it has anything to do with the killing of the family. I think she was a psycho. And they were like, oh, look, we have this person who has multiple personalities. and they will be a great spy. But I don't She killed her entire family except for her father. Why did she spare him? I wonder. I
1: don't know. And it says that she he was the one like, I wonder if it's to punish him because it said that he they had like a cold relationship. So I wonder if it was because but she wanted to punish him.
0: But the letter was all about how she was going to kill him, right? Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. I guess she just liked killing people. Oh, yeah, there is that, you know. What do you
0: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. I don't know. That's twisted. Like, I can't wrap my brain around it. I'm like, and what is was she the spy thing with? real? Do you think or do you think? So I feel like the spy thing is not real. I feel like it's just like that was her. Like, maybe she was like she was um, transgender. I'm trying to make sure I say it the right, the correct yeah. way. And so she felt more comfortable dressing like a right, man yeah and so in the evening she would go out dress yeah. like a man and go to the pubs you know the the saloons and stuff like that and so that was her when she felt comfortable and but, maybe
1: people made up the story about her being like a
0: spy yeah because I, she was dressed as well men. because she's dressed like a man they all why, why would she do like back right. then why would she do that otherwise other than being a spy yeah, but i think it yeah. might have just been like a that was what she was comfortable doing right and then maybe she had like a beef against her family because maybe she like if she thought that any of them found out, maybe she was killing them as they found out. Maybe like you know what I mean, yeah. like because
1: or maybe they were like, yeah, like saying something to her about it and not accepting her, and so she, yeah, killed like them.
0: why are you you know why do you throw better than all the girls? Okay, and you're dead. Like <laughs> you know what I mean. Like I don't I don't know. I'm yeah. just wondering if that no. because back then you definitely couldn't do that freely, right.
1: That's so fucked up. I know she was. That's kind of s- so sad, though. Like the mom, like the just the parents. Like you have six kids and they all die. First of all, I would have been like, "Bitch!" Like if my one kid happened to be there every single time, I'd be like, "What the fuck's going on?"
0: Yeah. Okay. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: And no. then the the third one said that she gave her candy and then she convulsed and died. I would have been like, "Okay, yeah, we're
0: right." I I don't know. I I I don't think she's a spy. I think she. I think that was. Just the, like you said, the town's evaluation for her being dressed like a man. Yeah. I think yeah. she was comfortable dressed like a man, and that was... I think she was a killer, though. Her way of hiding it, maybe? I don't yeah. know. I don't know. She was a killer. She, she's a killer. I wonder how many other people she killed. Oh, my God. You know? Who knows?
1: While she was out in Cleveland. So you said you, you couldn't find any pictures of her at all? So
0: there are no pictures of
1: her. That is So I don't know okay. what I'm going to do... For social media. We'll just have to do
0: like pictures of me. Era times. Like the, you know, like pictures, like photos of that era. Yeah. There has to be something, Rose. Come on.
1: Don't like Google the bunch. There's like one gravestone. But you can't even see like it's just the gravestone. You can't even see the lettering on it. Well, that's not okay, Rose. I know. Well, I didn't realize that until after I had finished the story, and I wasn't going to change it because it was last you might night have to be at in like nine o'clock. Okay, I won't do a story next week. You can okay. do. You can do them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can do all four. <laughs> yeah, do all the stories so, next week. <sighs> so that was that was nuts, though. That was pretty crazy. So just so you guys know. Um, next week, we're going to record two episodes. So, Rose and I'll hate each other. Oh, my God. By the end of tomorrow night. Yes. I mean, next week's night. Next, th- <laughs> next <laughs> my week's God. night. Next week's <laughs> night. Next <laughs> night. Next Thursday. Uh, we're going to record two episodes and we're good going to. How's it going to work, Rose? Because I've asked you this 700 times. So, I- we're
1: posting a episode on the 22nd, but we're not going to post one on the 29th. So, we're taking technically taking that week off, the, the the week of the 29th off. Right. Um, the last week of the year. Right. And then we'll be back the next week.
0: Right. So, so we're, we're taking one week off. Right. We're taking one week off from recordings. So we're recording two, So we're really not taking any time off. We're still, rec- still going to be doing work. But um, we're doing that so – because we don't feel like a lot of people are going to be listening on the 20th because they're going to be like hustle bustle family right. and stuff like that. But you guys, if you oh, if you ever like um, – if you've listened to all of our episodes and you're like around your family and you're sick of them and you want to listen to another podcast, give me a – slide me in my – slide in my DMs. Let me know that you need some recommendations and I can give you some recommendations of other podcasts that we both love um, to listen to instead of your family, that's okay. No, there's no judgment. This is a no judgment zone. Unless sure, you don't listen you to, to us, then it's a judgment zone. DMs. I mean, people sign to my DMs all the time, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's okay. I'm sure, that happens a lot. Rose, it does happen. I just had an opportunity. In- I just had a situation, an incident, an incident. <laughs> I just had an, op- a, an opportunity, a situation um, where a guy that was on below deck Mediterranean the slid into. That? girl, if you don't know what Below Deck is, then we can't be friends. It's a reality show about people that work on a yacht. And (laughs) I love it. And I've gotten my kids all completely addicted to it. (laughs) It's so bad. (laughs) So So guys slid
1: into your DMs from that show?
0: So one of the guys that's on that show, like super fit and athletic, I started following him because I follow like some of the characters, some of the like the cast members on the show. I follow them. Mm -hmm. And he, I had like just like lost all that weight, like, Last year, two years, no, like three years ago, whatever. And he posted something about my, I posted something about, I don't remember what it was, and he commented. And I was like, oh, thanks. And then... He slid into my DMs. He's like, What do you think about? Like, he's trying to, he was trying to start like a, um, like a uh, workout program. He's very fit. Yeah. And I think he was trying to get me to like sign up with him, but he was like chatting with me. So, what do you feel like? I'm trying to like start a program. I, do you mind, do you mind if I ask you a couple questions and pick your brain? Cause you just recently lost all that weight. And I was like, No. So, we chatted back and forth for like a week. And my kids were like, You did not, mom. It's a fake account. I'm like, No, it is not. It's totally his account. And my kids were like, <laughs> So, I had to screenshot all the things. And my son's like, Holy shit! He did message me. <laughs> like, he was asking me my opinion. That's so funny. And I was like, uh, "Chris, yeah, don't be jealous because your mom's got it going on." So Lynn
1: thinks she's famous now. I am, f- Rose. Lynn used to get a lot of dick pics. Uh,
0: a lot God, of dick pics. That was so gross. Y'all don't do online dating. It's so don't disgusting. Do dick pics.
1: It's so bad. Nobody wants to see that. Oh
0: God, I'd be hide like, it.
1: Open. Oh look, you got a text. Oh no. <laughs> As Chris told our son, nobody wants to see your dick. <laughs> nope. Nobody. No women wants to nobody. see that. Nobody.
0: Nobody. There's no. That's a hard no. Yeah. Hard no. Keep it in your pants. So, yeah, people slide into my DMs all the time, Rose. I believe I it. remember I had that guy from the uh, Royal Canadian Air Force slide into my DMs. do you remember that? Oh, yeah, I do <laughs> remember. <laughs> and you, it turned out that he was a fake And I turned him into the Facebook, um, please. No, I I reached out to the real person. He was using someone else's account. Oh, that's right. Reach out to the real person on LinkedIn. I was like, look, I you don't know me. I don't know you. But I want to let you know that this person is using your your pictures and your account, your name. And uh, I knew respond because he this guy and I had talked on the phone. Oh, really? And he was like um, he had like a an accent, a strong accent, like a French accent. So I was like, oh, this guy was from, like, Canada. So I was like, oh, he has a French accent. That's normal. But then I looked up the guy and found some videos of him. He went to Alabama for his um, his master's or something. He was oh. in the military and he, or something like that. I don't remember what it was. And he had, there's a video of him giving some kind of speech and he had no oh, really? accent. And I was like, ah. Oh. so I reached out to him and I was like, somebody's <laughs> using your account. And he was in the military. Yeah. So I was like, that could be really like messed Bad, up for his yeah, career. Right. So did he respond I, to you? I had no he didn't, but I had somebody from the this like the Secret Service kind of thing of the military um investigator of Canada reach out to me and interview me with a re oh, really? statement. Yeah. Because I was like, Oh my God, that's was, so funny. Yeah, this is online dating. Fuck online dating. I'll never do it again as long as I live. Yeah, Lynn's very good at it. I used to love the stories. Oh my God. She went awful. on some great dates. Oh my God. Don't even get me started Bruce. that could be a whole show. I know. We should, that might be, that a, should be our next season. That should, be a bonus. that should be a bonus episode of when we start a Patreon or something. Lynn's I mean, dates. Lynn's, oh God, it makes my stomach turn just thinking about
1: it right now. <laughs> my stomach hurts so much. Lynn would start talking about a guy. I'm like, Okay, which one is this? Like, you have to break it down for me. I, I can't remember.
0: Oh my god. Oh my God. I know. Do you remember when what's his face started crying when I was like, I'm gonna go, I'm tired, it's nine o'clock, I wanna go home. And he pretended like he was crying.
1: I re- Is that the same guy that liked your feet? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, Lynn had a foot guy.
0: I would like Ugh. a foot guy. He,
1: he loved to massage I never
0: even noticed. But he loved rubbing my feet. And so we'd sit on the couch. I'd lay on the couch. He would sit on the couch. And I, my feet would be in his lap. And he'd, like, rub my feet the whole time I was watching a movie. And it just felt amazing. I didn't think anything of it until a friend of mine was over watching a movie with us. And she was, like, so disturbed by how into it he was. I never even watched him. Like... He was, like, not in my line of vision because the TV was up and to my right, and he was, like, to my left and straight ahead. And so I would never even watch him, but he was, like, into it, apparently. And <laughs> so she was disgusting. like, I have to go. And I was like, why are you going? The movie just started. Like, And she's like, no, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Until later on, she's like, he was, Lynn, he was into it. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> he was doing so my disgusting. feet like it was his job <laughs> I need one of those but it felt so good I didn't care I was like I I'm not going to look at him he's like fine you yeah. know whatever so yeah Christine Then when I get a foot fetish then when I told him when I was at his house one time and I was like I'm going to get ready to go I'm tired it's like you know it's been a long day he he laid in his bed and pretended like he was crying Oh. in his bed filled with like paneling yeah he was a weird god he was a weirdo
1: <laughs> he was a weirdo
0: <laughs> god damn he was weird
1: I have a picture of him Chris and I were on our – was that our first date or one of our dates? No, it wasn't your
0: first date. It wasn't our Absolutely first date. No,
1: but no. he's in the background of it and Lynn's like, don't
0: show me that picture. <laughs> oh, my God. We took pictures. Um, one time we were at Star Hill out in Crozet and we took pictures. It was like Joanne, Tex, and Mary, and Christian, and me, and him. And he – thank God I st- – seated him at the very end because we're like at star hill they have this cool window where it's like a bar and you're sitting inside but you're looking outside and somebody took a picture for us and so it's this great picture and i just cropped his ass around (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what i did to one of my daughter's boyfriends and some family pictures and luckily he was in the and the end of all the group pictures last they, year. And, and I just the, cropped his all all right out.
1: All the memes say to like put the,
0: yes. the new boyfriend at the yes, end of the picture. Yes, it's so easy to crop them out. It's yeah. perfect, yes. Perfect. So you got to do it. I feel
1: like I had to sneeze.
0: No sneezing. Well, thanks, you guys, for listening. Go follow us on No Ordinary Women Pod on Instagram and Facebook. And no ord women pod on Twitter. I am not very active on the Twitter. I try, it just doesn't tickle my fancy. What about the TikTok? The TikTok. What are we at, TikTok? I think, yeah, we're at TikTok where no ordinary women pod on TikTok as well. I forgot. Thanks, Rose. I've been trying to do my TikToks. I'm trying to catch up with the TikToks. You guys, it's a struggle. The struggle is so real. I'm trying so hard, but it's exhausting. But she's
1: VP of social media. So yes. she's. She's doing a great job. She's getting paid a lot of money. So. But I do
0: have to, t- I do have to do a little shout out. I'm going to lean back in my chair and uh, put my friend oh, a little closer. Boy. Little shout out to little Rosaroni right here because I was listening to a podcast this past week that is number one on many of the charts and is in the top. I want to say five or ten. I think it's five on Apple Podcasts. It's one that we both listen to yeah. and love. And their editing sucks. I was listening to it and there was like – and I never would have noticed this probably before, but there was like three points in the podcast where like she repeated herself. Like she said the same sentence twice. And so she didn't edit it out correctly or whoever does the editing for them. And then at the very end, she literally said a whole paragraph – and then said the whole paragraph you again know, it wasn't edited but out you know what i wonder if the pod, if it's your phone that does that sometimes cuz
1: when i listen to lgtc that happens a lot so i'm think? wondering if it's actually your phone that's doing it because i'll be like that's really weird cuz but it's in the exact same voice and in the exact same words
0: no it yeah i mean it was but it was just like it you think it's the phone i wonder if it's your phone doing it oh i was getting ready to give you kudos for being the well, best thank you. editor I am the in best the best world editor, but i think it's the Rose is going to train friends. me on editing um, over Christmas. So you guys, yeah, you said
1: the twenty second, but you're going to be able to tell them the twenty second. So I feel yeah. like you were lying to me and setting me up for failure.
0: Uh, well, we'll have to figure. We'll figure it out, girl. Don't don't get your That's knickers okay. in a twist, Aroni. Okay. We'll we'll figure just it out. I feel like
1: you were lying to me, and I was a little
0: upset by that. I, I didn't. I, <laughs> I, I, Chris wants me to come on the nineteenth. I don't have to come on the nineteenth, but I do want to go on the nineteenth. But we can we can figure it out. We're fle- I'm flexible. Are you? No, not at all. <laughs> can't even touch my toes. <laughs> I'm not fussable <flexible> either. <laughs> okay. All right, you guys. All right, go follow
1: us. Give it, follow write, us. Please share. Review, share.
0: Share. Love us. Share. Hug us. Share. Kiss us. Not the musician. Share, <laughs> share. our <laughs> podcast. Share. We do love so share. So my daughter shared our podcast last week, and we got five new listeners just because of her. Yeah. So Think about if what you, you love do. us, share us, motherfuckers. Think about what you could do. What can you do? What can you do for your country? What can you do for your women? Podcasts. The podcasters. (laughs) The sweaty balls.
1: (laughs) The sweaty balls? Sweaty balls. We're not the sweaty balls. weather. We're the the (laughs) ordinary women.
0: (laughs) What can you do for no ordinary women? Tell us now. Slide in our DMs. Tell us. How can you help us?
1: Oh my God, I don't want to look at her do that anymore.
0: Okay. <laughs> I was making love to my microphone.
1: <laughs> All right. Love you guys. Bye bye. See you right here. Bye. <laughs>